Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Podcast. You like apples? All right, welcome back into another episode of the JPP Pod. We are down a dragon, but we have gained an LJ. LJ is back. What is going on, guys? Pew, 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 pew. Oh. Yeah. Look at Kevin with the cool words. Yeah. Bring it on. The gang is finally back together, and we got we got a fun oh, episode planned for you. We're going to talk a little hoops. We're, we got to get into some Game of Thrones. We're, we're getting down to it almost, almost the end, but we'll get to that in a little bit later. But man, it's been a while. It's it's good to have the the full crew back assembled. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Indeed, indeed. I I want to start out. I know LJ mentioned it right before we started recording. But man, I haven't watched a lot of hockey this year. But I watched one game last night. We're recording this on Wednesday, <laughs> and I watched one game last night, and it was a game seven double overtime <laughs> loss by the Dallas Stars to the St. Louis Blues. So John Payne, if you're looking for somebody to blame, it's Kevin for watching. Man, wasn't there a wasn't there a thing called like Camp Lotta Hockey on one of the like one of the you know like teen movies Camp Lotta Hockey? They were that or something. Am I like <laughs> really out in left field? I'm yeah. really out in left field. Okay, is this yeah, some like seventies movie? Or? There need to be yeah, it's like a seventies movie. I think there needs to be okay. a Camp Lotta Hockey. I think that's I like that. So yeah. Right. Well, I, I can't say I can't say much on the Camp Lotta Hockey, but I and, and I can't say much on hockey in general. I usually need people to educate me on hockey, but. I was watching that game and what there's 15 people on the ice per team, right? <laughs> yeah. The Ben Bishop for the stars, the goalie was, I, I think they, the, the, the phrase is standing on his head and that man, <laughs> the stars weren't getting a single shot on goal, like the whole second and third period. And the blues were killing Ben Bishop and he just, nothing was getting by him. And this is the same guy that I thought was supposed to miss the game seven because he got hurt in game six. And he was just yeah. dominating. And then the very end, it was kind of it was a cool moment though, because the guy that scored the game winning goal for the Blues is this uh, Pat Maroon, I think was his name. I know his last name was Maroon, and he's a St. Louis native. And he hit the goal, and then they showed his kid, and his kid was crying up in the press box. I mean, I was like, well, <sighs> I'm pissed at the Stars loss, but don't don't try to make me feel like happy for this guy. <laughs> he just broke my heart. <laughs> But the other playoffs I've been the one I've been watching more of, and I know me and me and Pops have done some talking about it, and that is the the NBA playoffs. And for the most part, aside from Kyrie Irving and the weird ass Celtics just not showing up for any game other than game one. But one, yeah. Yeah. Round two has been exactly what we uh what we've hoped for. And let's just start off in what me and you have talked about as 
kind of the finals preview, maybe. And that is the Rockets Warriors. I will throw a disclaimer out. We're recording this on Wednesday night, as I said. So game five will be tonight. We'll probably learn a lot about that that series. But that's tied up 2-2, going back to yep. Oakland. Yep. What what's your thoughts? What are you thinking? Well, Steph and Clay better show up. The Splash Brothers have been struggling. Uh, and KD and that, KD that's putting it nicely. That, that's putting it nicely. Uh, as a matter of fact, what did I look at? He's like KD or, or, or Steph Curry, when he's wide open during the regular season, shoots 52.5% from three-point land. That sounds good. Against against the Rockets, he's 28.6% when he's Jeez. wide open. Wide open is described as nobody within six feet of you. So he has been struggling. I don't know if it's his – you know, what did he dislocate his left finger or something? Is I think that's his non-shooting hand. Or is right. it the Rockets' defense? But, I mean, what happened to Clay? I mean, Clay can't hit a damn thing. Clay's um, been in no show. He's gone 5 yeah. for 16, 6 for 16, 8 for 18. Five, and that's this is a guy that's normally a really efficient shooter. I mean, he, he plays within the offense and he's a very efficient player. And like you said, Dad, both of them have not been very efficient whatsoever. I mean, if it wasn't for KD, which arguably may be the best player in the NBA right now, I think it's probably between him and Kawhi, especially with LeBron out right now, but – KD has been keeping him in the games. He has been incredible. But Steph and Clay better show up tonight, and I think they will in Oakland uh, at home. I think this is one of the. I think this is a huge game, one of the biggest games of the whole season because who wins tonight will go a long way in who decides that series. And as you kind of alluded to, that may be uh, the champ. The, the, the winner of this series has got to be the favorite, but. There's a guy in Milwaukee and a guy in Toronto that will have something to say and, about and, that. And, and we'll, we'll no get into a little it. bit of that. I kind of want to talk a little bit about who's m- most impressive so far in the playoffs. But, yeah, as you mentioned with KD, ever since – I don't know if you remember the press conference where, you know, our, our, our former Razorback, our boy Pat Beverly, was kind of getting under his skin. And some people asked Kevin mm-hmm. Durant a while back, and he said, you know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. Ever since that press <laughs> conference, he's dropped 38, 33, 45, 50, 35, 46. I mean, he's he's going nuts and shooting above 50% in almost every game. And it was kind of interesting. I wanted to ask mm. your thought on this. It almost <laughs> seems like it, it, it's a nice uh, fallback for Steve Kerr to be able to go, oh, when the offense isn't going, let's just get out of the way and give it to arguably, if not the best scorer in the game now, maybe the best scorer of all time. Just a seven-foot guy that can do everything. Everything. That is a nice fallback, but it almost seems like they've gotten – too depended on it, and now they're they're just giving the ball to KD when that offense is really really effective. When that ball is popping around, and all of a sudden Clay gets a couple threes, and then you start watching Clay, and Steph gets a couple threes, then KD, and then Draymond's wide open cut, and then Iguodala, and it almost seems like KD's taking up too many shots, which is weird. It just that something doesn't look right with the Warriors. I don't know what exactly it is, but it just looks off. Well, I think the team runs better when it runs through Steph. I think that. That Steph, you know, you see KD bringing the ball up, the offense starts and runs through him. And I mean, I do think he's fantastic. And I'm, I won't get into offseason yet or what's going on, LJ, but that will be exciting <laughs> to see what happens after this season. But, but I think the offense will be better if, if it's running through Steph and Clay and KD is, if KD scores 50 points tonight, I don't think that's a great thing. They might win, but they need Steph and Clay to show up big time. And and Draymond and Draymond said in the press conference, they know what's wrong, they know how to fix it. And you know, I kind of believe them. They've been here before. They got, I think, one of the very best coaches uh, in the NBA. So uh, I, I just I can't wait to watch this game tonight. Yeah, if I'm wait. if I'm a bet man, I'm still betting on the Warriors because I just think they got a crazy good loaded lineup. But I I did find it interesting before we move off this series. I. I Something that may be slowing down Stefan. It's kind of 
goes back to what the the Cavs did back when the Cavs came back from 3-1, and that's just making a pointed effort to make Steph really work on defense. And that's because Steph doesn't guard the best perimeter player. He's not. They're not going to plan to have him guard and uh, Harden, but they'll set a pick and try to get uh, Steph to switch. And the and the Warriors do a really good job of trying not to let Steph get stuck on any of those guys. But even when when he doesn't get stuck, he's like sprinting back to his man and really moving around. And it just takes a lot of a guy that shoots, especially how deep he shoots, forty feet, forty foot jumpers. Right. Those legs start getting a little tired, and all of a sudden these games are every other night. It might start affecting things. And yeah, I think it's a good point. You need your legs to shoot from way down, way deep, and and I think they're getting into his legs a little bit. That's a very good point. So pivoting over to an Eastern Conference matchup where you kind of mentioned, you kind of alluded to this when we talked a little Kevin Durant, but the Sixter, Sixers Raptors have have Kawhi Leonard who is just going bonkers, and it looked like the Sixers had that series kind of wrapped up. And now all of a sudden, we're going back to or, uh, what are we going back to Philadelphia for a game six, and it's Raptors three two. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? We, do you think we make a game seven there? What What do you think about that series? Well, I mean, it's it's it, it's all rest on Embiid and Embiid. What is is he got? Is it's he sick? Of pissing I me off a little bit. Well, and then last night and Barkley, I don't know, you know, got onto his ass <clears> because. He was sitting there looking at the stat sheet when they're down by like 30. Yeah. And I guess what else can you do? Maybe. But still, I don't know. Embiid, Embiid's got to play huge for those guys to have a chance. I mean, they still got Butler. Ben Simmons, I don't been know what's no wrong show. with him. He looks, I mean, he's been a no-show. I think he's lost all his confidence. I mean, that's Embiid's team. And Embiid is always hurt. I, you know, I think there's some argument on how Philadelphia needs to go on from here because Embiid's just always got something ailing him. Uh, I don't see Philadelphia coming back. I really don't. I think Toronto and Kawhi is playing otherworldly. He's, uh, I think Toronto's going to win that series. Yeah, it was, it was interesting to me. So with on Embiid, and I was getting ready to after game, I think it was game two where he just went nuts and had like 30, 15, and five blocks. And he was the first guy to do that, or he's one of three guys to ever put up 30, 15, and five blocks. It's him, I think, Hakeem Olajuwon and Will Chamberlain. Pretty, pretty good class. And, uh, and maybe okay. Shaq, maybe Shaq too. And there's a guy, there's a guy at Denver that probably will soon. We'll yeah. talk about him in a minute. <laughs> well, and I was just thinking, and, and so at that point, I was going, you know, I think Embiid has the opportunity to be the most dominant player. And we've talked about the games going small and all this stuff. But if you have a guy like Embiid who is just overpowering and also can do it all, he can make teams that go small just you can't do it because you can't stop him. But then we get the – he had – I don't – it was they called it gastral something. I, basically, he had, he had the uh, – he was in the bathroom a lot. If, if, I'll, I'll, won't, <laughs> That's won't a get nice way details. to put it. I won't get into yeah. details, but he was making runs back and forth to the bathroom. And that – he had a weird game where he had like eight points on seven shots. And then the next game, his knee's hurting. And then this past game, he has a, a respiratory infection or something and was sick the whole game. I mean, I get it. And maybe he's sick and we might can look past it, but it just seems like – and Barkley and Shaq were saying, you know, the NBA playoffs, you ain't, you ain't got time to be sick. If you're going to be out there – and Butler said it the best way. He was like – he said, Embiid's our guy. We're going to live and die with him. And he looked at the stat sheet and goes, I'd rather Embiid go two for 20 than go two for seven. I, I want to lose going down with him. I don't want to lose with him not. And and if he's not going to play, then Brett Brown take him out. Don't don't play him. Let's get him healthy. Don't you think? I think Jimmy Butler has shown a little bit of his medal here. There were some doubts about him. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's the man. I I really have a lot of respect for him and how he's playing and what he's brought to that team and how he's deferring. You know, saying Embiid's our guy. Uh, I, I like Jimmy Butler a lot. It was uh, before we get off Kawhi. 
in this series. I, I saw a stat from Micah Adams. He's the guy who uh, works with the zone. And before the last game, Kawhi's average dropped a little bit because he didn't score as much. But before, before game five, through four games this series, he was averaging 38 points a game on 62% shooting from the field. Just to give you perspective on how crazy that was, Jordan in one playoff series averaged over 35 on 60% shooting. LeBron has never done a series. Durant has never done it. Kobe never did it. I mean, Kawhi is on wow. a on a pace where it's only Jordan that can be even compared to what and and Jordan did it for six championships. So let's let's not we're not getting too carried away. But I'm Kawhi's making it. We talked about last week how with LeBron out, maybe the the throne is up for best player in the NBA. And Kevin mm-hmm. Durant's doing it in Oakland. Kawhi's doing his thing up in Toronto, and it, it's interesting to see where we go from here. And then that gets us to a guy in Milwaukee. We mentioned this last week. People were kind of he had one bad game. People were like. Forgetting all about him. That guy's still a freak. And now they're up 3-1. Boston's on the – the. they're playing now for game five. They're and, reeling. Yeah. And I don't know. It looks like Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's halfway out the door. I don't have much on that series. Do you have any thoughts on it? Or, I mean, we probably You know, it's funny. It. No, I'd move past it because I haven't been able to watch it much. Just it hadn't worked out for me. There's a series we'll get to, I think, Portland and, and Denver. I've been – I don't – why it's just happened, I've been able to watch that series. I've just been available when it was has been on. So, uh, I think you're right. I think Milwaukee's going to take care of Boston. I'd just seen them take care of him tonight. I'd like to see how far Giannis – uh, can take them. I, I I like that Milwaukee team. Yeah, that's kind of my thought on the whole the Rockets and Warriors being the the finals, the early finals or whatever. There's a team between what Kawhi's doing in Phil, or in Toronto and Milwaukee. They just got the right people around Giannis. And there's a couple of times where Giannis just looks like he's just over. He's just too much for anyone to deal with. The funny thing on that series to me is. It's. It was just like, and I mentioned this to you guys before we got on, but it, and not long ago, I mean, even last year when the Celtics were making their run without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, we were having the debate. I remember the debate kind of going around, like, if you could have Brad Stevens or X player, who would you take? And I remember some people even saying you could have Brad Stevens as coach or LeBron. And that was at least a thought because Brad that, mm-hmm. that team was really good. And all of a sudden, Brad Stevens isn't going up against Jason Kidd or – Joe Prenta, who was at the the Bucks before, and Ty Lue, and he's going up against a Budenholzer, who's a Popovich disciple, and it seems like he's, I don't know, something's wrong with the Celtics, and I don't know if it's all Brad Stevens. I'm not ready to give up on Brad Stevens because it looks like they might yeah. have the Kyrie Irving effect going on, and I that, think that I something think weird that's going. it. I, Kyrie Irving is, you know, he was in and then he was out, and now he's back in. Maybe I, I wouldn't give up on Brad Stevens, but trying to find playing time for those guys that were getting a lot of PT last year when Hayward and and Irving were out. I mean, he's had a lot of balancing he had to do, and I I do think Kyrie is a little bit of a difficult animal to coach, uh, you know, so I, I'm not ready to give up on Brad Stevens, but, but I think it's more the team this year. Yeah. And him being so ball dominant and it seems like at times he's playing hero ball and that, that has to make it, especially young guys like last year, it was Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Terry Rozier stepping up. And now all of a sudden there's a guy getting 25 plus shots a game. I mean, you just don't have the same opportunities. You had. And I think it's had a, a, a profound right. effect. Maybe I just maybe a uh, score first point guard, isn't the best teammate in the world. We've kind of seen that with Russell Westbrook. We're seeing it with Kyrie Irving. But, you know, a guy that does seem like a fun teammate to play with is I think he might be Pops' new favorite player, and that's a guy who plays down in Denver. Got some, got, <laughs> got some chicken leg arms. My man, Nikola Jokic, what, just just man. unload on me. Is that your new favorite player? What do we think? Oh, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love him. I mean, the first point center that you've seen in the league, I mean, you've seen seven-footers bringing the ball up, but that guy – 
he is amazing. And what I really like about him is you he doesn't whine and bitch either. He just no. if, if he doesn't bitch about a call, he just keeps playing. He gets the open man. If you get open, Jokic, it's Jokic, I believe, but I believe so, they call yeah. him the Joker. But he he's going to get you the ball. He's not going to take a bad shot. He's not particularly fast. He just kind of you know lumbers in along. Fact, in fact, but, he's a little slow. <laughs> I mean, in fact, he is a little slow. Um, I mean, but what is so? I, I looked. He's seven foot, two hundred forty nine pounds. And by the way, I don't want to uh, Millsap. Millsap's been playing huge for them. Yeah. And wasn't Millsap? Wasn't he at Atlanta when they had those big runs a couple of years yeah, ago? Yeah, back when actually Budenholzer, who's the coach at the Bucks now, was their head coach. Budenholzer was there. Runs, yeah. yeah. So I think, and then J- the Jamal Murray. I mean, they, they've Jamal I, Murray has really been showing out in this series. I like Denver, and I think those are two very evenly matched teams. Those games have been, with the exception of last night, which I fell asleep because uh, Denver was up by about twenty. Yeah. Uh, at eleven forty-five at night, um, I just went ahead and crashed. But they're those are exciting games to watch, and I've really enjoyed that series. It is funny. I I, I don't I, I don't know if I sent y'all this, but have you seen the passport picture going around from fourteen yes. year old Jokic? He kind of you know he kind of looks like a, he looks a, a little like you, Kevin, <laughs> back in that day. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say he kind of resembles maybe a fourteen year old Kevin. I, our, our lives seem to have taken a little bit of a different trajectory from 14 on. Uh, I didn't, if I'd have hit the growth spurt, maybe things would be different. But it is funny. I you will- know, a little a little stat about Jokic. Um, in his second year, he had six triple-doubles, which was fourth. The, on- the only other players that had six triple-doubles in their second year. Let me just give you these names. Westbrook, Harden, LeBron James. I, good, that's a company. pretty short – that's a good list to be on. Um Man, I'm super impressed with him. He, he's just 24 years old, too. He's got a lot of – should have a lot of tread on the tires, but they're carrying a heavy load. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> well, and that's – the and you mentioned it with Jamal Murray, and he has some up-and-down games, but lately they've been up. And the way that him and Jokic play that two-man game, really just the way they give Jokic so many touches. And he can – like you said, he can get 30, he can get 40, or he can have like a 15-15 and 15 game. Like he just – it just seems like he makes – the perfect basketball play every time, and it's it's been fun to watch. He's a fun player to watch. I, the one thing about Jokic, I think eight, high definition television has been great for everybody. One person that doesn't do any favors for it is my man Jokic. It he ends up <laughs> he ends up with like I don't know what it is. He ends up with scratches all over. Watch a game by the third quarter, he ends up with these like red scratches all over his white arms that kind of have a little bit of extra extra blubber mm-hmm. on them, and he. And then his, his lip, I swear it always looks like his lip's a little busted after every game. I don't know, but the dude puts up numbers. And I, I if I were playing as a teammate, that would be the teammate I would love to have because he's just going to get you the ball if you're open. I agree. I mean, you take all these players, and certainly I love KD, I love Kawhi, but, I mean, Jokic has really come out in these playoffs. And he's a guy that I think a lot of people would love to play with. Yeah. Because he's just he, – he can score, he can rebound. He can pass. And Denver sounds has a, a lot like LeBron, but yeah. he's seven foot. So. I thought has, you were about to say. Yeah. You. <laughs> sounds a lot like myself. Yeah. No. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. Sounds no. a lot like a Lifford down at the Y. I know. There, there's a ton of guys on their <laughs> roster, like other than Murray and Jokic, who are just long, athletic. I mean, whether it's that Tory Craig or or. Uh, I forget some of the guys' what, names. Uh, Jerry Harris. Harris Jerry has been hitting some big shots. Lockdown defender with him, and then mm-hmm. they got the kid from Florida State. I mean, there's just a bunch of guys that come in, and they all can make an impact. They're they're a good all around team, and I think 
And we haven't even talked about Portland. Portland hasn't been as good. Dame hasn't been as effective. And that could change. I, 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 I have, we, we talked about Embiid going down with only shooting seven shots. One thing about Lillard, he's, they, he might go down, but he's going to go down swinging. So I, I would expect him to come out firing in the next two games. <clears throat> And I'm not counting them out, out at all. And I just think either one of those teams that win that series, I think they're going to give either the Rockets or Warriors after they have a knockout, drag out, probably seven-game series. It ain't going to be just easy to beat the Nuggets or Trailblazers. No doubt. Well, and I was going to ask you, Enos Cantor, where's he from? I mean, I've been a little bit impressed with him. He is a well, he's a good, tough inside player. Do you not know player. some of the stories he's from? He's originally from Turkey, and now he's been like – kicked out of his country and they've like threatened to like oh i have heard about capture that, yeah. his family like they're the, Tur- the the turkish government's like doing some terrible things and he can't go back there or they'll like kidnap him in imprisonment and he had to like get his father out mm. of there it's a really messed up deal and no i haven't some heard fans that. were being real shitty to him did you hear about that yeah too? dad and this kind of goes we talked no. about Roy young where that fan tweeted the stupid stuff well some fan this isn't tweeting but at the game some fan close behind the bench said Go back. Your that's why your country, your own country, doesn't even like you. Go to go somewhere else or something stupid. What he said, I think he said I like mean, go back to Turkey. Oh, haha, ha, you can't. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Like, and I mean, that's just just real shitty. That's not even funny. Like his family's lives are in danger. Yeah, and he's yeah, and he, and he, all Nicola or all Ennis Cantor talks about is how thankful he is for the U.S. and how great of a country this is, and he appreciates yeah. them opening with arms and helping him out. And like the U.S. government's kind of helped him out with getting his family safe. And then for a guy, it just, it shows no class and no understanding. I feel like of, of you, how lucky you have it here in the U S to say a comment like that. And I just, it annoys me. Yeah. Just like we talked, we don't have to get all into it because we talked about it with the tweets and stuff, but just shut up. If, if you're going to be a dick, just shut up. There's no reason for you it. You know, I, I think, and I don't think it's fair in, in NBA basketball, you know, you pay a lot for those seats. And I think that pe- gives people what they feel like is licensed to say whatever they the hell they want. Yeah. I paid for these seats. And, yeah. Well, and you know what? I get that a little bit, but don't say something that you wouldn't stand up and say to a man right to his face. And and that's, yeah. uh, you know, we talked about Russell Westbrook being a little bit of a dick. Well, you know what? If somebody calls you out, I don't care who they are. You can still be a man and stand up to them. And yeah. I don't Absolutely. know if you're going to say something from the cheap seats, you better be ready to back it up or let Enos Kanter come over and just clock your ass yeah, if would, you're going to talk would you? Would you I wonder if you'd have those same remarks if the seven foot, 250 pounder standing right in front of you. I mean, just... No, hell no, you wouldn't. Yeah, so, it, yeah. It annoys that, me. I agree with you. It annoys me, too. Um, last two things I want to touch on. How awesome is Inside the NBA with with Shaq, Kenny, EJ, Charles? Hey. I know we've talked about it before, and mean, either on or off the pod, I know we've discussed it, but that show's just the freaking greatest. I, I know you said it, Kevin. I don't want to steal your thunder, but it, this is so – I'm going to – listeners, Kevin has said this, but I will sometimes, if I've recorded a game or something and I'm, I'm late getting to it, I'll fast forward to get to halftime just to hear, <laughs> to hear them talk because they break a game down so well, and I just love their back and forth and – I mean, I love Charles and how he talks. I, I have a hard time. You know how I'm on Shaq. I'm kind of touch and go well, on Shaq. Sometimes you can't understand he, what he's saying. Is that what you're saying? You, you can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> but but Charles is so colorful, and and I love Kenny. Kenny is analytical and and really thinks about things. I think he brings out some great points, and, and EJ handles them so well. He is the perfect moderator for that group. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they're the best. Well, and, they're the best show on TV as far as you know a, a game analytics. And Charles will even say that, like Kenny is clearly the voice of reason in that in that uh, group, <laughs> and he'll keep clearly. Somewhere. He does such a beautiful job of he lets him go off the rails, and he'll it's so hilarious. But then he'll get him back on track, and be like, all right, all right, now. 
we got to get to this Toronto game. And you're right. It, they do a great job of, one, I think they, they really break down the game well. And then they also – I I think they're genuinely – one thing that makes them so great is they're genuinely friends. And so – and Charles and like – Charles and so. Shaq specifically, they know how to get under each other's skin. And Charles will say yes, something like – you know, that's how that's why Kobe and D Wade carried you to four titles. And then he know he knows that and you can even see it. Shaq gets kind of pissed and he'll say like, say say one more thing, Chuck. Say one more thing, I'm gonna throw this damn cup at you. And then and then Shaq will do that thing about that's why you're the only one up here that hadn't won a title that actually played in the NBA. So shut up. You can't even talk about the title. And you can tell that still bothers and so as a friend, that just think of that like me hanging out with some of my buddies or hanging out with y'all. Like I I can give y'all like we're close enough to where you can really say something you know is going to annoy him, but it's not like you're going to get all butthurt about it because we're just friends. You're just going to come back right at me, come back firing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, they bust each other's balls right there on national TV. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. it, it it's, I love it's it. It's great. And now I, I don't know if you've noticed I've been doing this thing where they race Kenny to the to the board because Kenny does yeah. Kenny's pictures. Yeah. I don't know if you saw last night because everybody beat Kenny. They, what they do is they shock him. And so like Shaq did it first and beat him. And then Ernie did it where he kind of, Kenny thought he was going to walk over there. And dad, you've mentioned before, when Kenny runs over to the board, so the knees are really going in. It's not the prettiest sight. <laughs> yeah. He looks odd. Yeah. But EJ beat him. EJ beat him once. And then poor, poor Chuck. Chuck tried one time and Chuck looked like he blew a tire after the first step. And then they had to come back during the middle of the show. They had to like get a PA out there to like try to straighten up the table because when Chuck pushed off the table it broke it off its hinges but well oh, you heard funny. what was Chuck talking about I can't remember which team he keeps saying they don't have enough ass they don't have enough ass out there <laughs> well that's Chuck's problem trying to run he got too, too much, much ass <laughs> he got too much he got and a little then, pit in the snoggle yeah <laughs> And now they got a little wager going. Shaq and Kenny have a wager going where if anybody, because Kenny has said no one will beat him the rest of the year, blah, blah, blah. And every time he gets ready to go to the board, he like looks around like, who's going to try me? And Shaq said, look here, if anybody beats you the rest of this year, you got to rub down my feet with some gold bond. And I don't know if you've seen Shaq's feet, but they're notorious for being disgusting. Yeah, it looks like there's stuff growing on them. And, man, that's one thing I would not want to do. I'm sprinting to that board if I'm kidding from now on. Rub some gold bond on Shaq's feet. Oh, yeah. I think I've like, that nightmare. Uh, <laughs> Kenny asked, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. They yeah. Asked Kenny, like, what, what, or Kenny asked them, well, okay, if I'm going to do something that nasty, I got to get something in return. And Shaq was like, I'll rub your feet. And Kenny said, I got good feet. I don't know what you're talking about. I have nice, good looking feet. You have those behemoth feet. <laughs> Well, okay, so I haven't really been watching these playoffs, so I was taking this time to take some notes on things I need to watch for. So if right. you guys wouldn't mind making sure that I re- I got these down right. Yeah, let's well, tell me okay, what you so got in your Big Chief Indian pad. We'll let you know if you missed it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I got it right here. Um, so uh, I took down Golden State would be better if the good players weren't bad. That's pretty accurate, right? Yeah, that's, fair. that's what you guys were saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Yes. Right. Um, the Sixers need to go on a run, but Embiid already has the runs. I think that's kind of – where we with that. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's fair. True. Yeah, yeah, true. You need some um, The Bucks and the Celtics don't matter at all. Don't even tune in. No, series um, is probably over. And uh, Jokic, or Jokic, 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 yep. Jokic, Jokic. Jokic, Jokic is so good that it put dad to sleep. So, uh, <laughs> um, you know, just keep that in mind. 
And then I also took down, don't worry about the games inside the NBA is enough. So did I get those right? Yeah. yeah. Am, am I prepared to watch yeah, the rest of this hell playoffs? Yeah. You know, All right. I'll tell you right, what, cool. I don't care what they say about you. You take some damn good notes. I mean, that that's spot on. <laughs> we could have just saved the last right, 20 deal. minutes and just we talked before and you could just share your notes and we'd have been fine. We'd have been good to go. Yeah. You know what? I might just cut that this out the- and just add my notes <laughs> yeah. in at the end. And then it'll be a 15 minute and episode. LJ summary. <laughs> <laughs> the last 10 minutes. <laughs> And I do want to take a quick second. So if you've been watching some of the NBA playoffs and maybe you maybe you'll catch yourself near Houston or you'll catch yourself traveling in one of the big cities and you want to catch some of these games, let me take a second to introduce you to one of our newest friends of the JPP pod, and that is SeatGeek. Let SeatGeek, if you're trying to go to any event, whether it's a game, a a concert, a play, anything you want to go to. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. And instead of shopping for dozens of sites looking to find the best deal, SeatGeek, they'll do the work for you. It's it's crazy. Their app, what it does, it scans all the internet for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, show, and then rates them and lets you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. You'll get a green dot for a good deal, a yellow dot for a not so mm-hmm. good deal, a red dot for a get away from. You're going to pay way too much for it. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's super easy. And right now, if you go in and put in the put promo code ACAA, that's for Armchair All American. If you put in that promo code ACAA at checkout, you can receive $20 off your first purchase. So, that, what, hell, that's two free beers to put on the stadium right. you go to. Maybe, maybe one yeah, free beer. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's well, a hell of a deal. I don't know about y'all, but I hate confusion. There's a lot of confusion in ticket buying. If they're taking the confusion out of ticket buying, I'm all in. Yeah, that's a hell of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is you never know. Like a seat looks good and you're like, okay, this, this, I mean, 80 bucks for this seat. Is it good? And they'll just, the dots are so easy as you're going scanning over the seats. The dots just tell you like, mm-hmm. yep, good. And if it's red, don't even look at it. Cause it's just, there's going to be a cheaper one out there that you're, you're not seeing. So it, you guys know that, uh, that bears Niners game I went to a couple of years back. Yeah. The snow game, right? Well, so, yeah, yeah, it was that awful snow game that uh, that nobody wanted to go to. Well, I bought my tickets on SeatGeek, and every ticket was like six bucks, and they were still red. That was not – so they they warned me that that was not a seat I wanted to take. Yeah. <laughs> <You can't, laughs> and uh, I didn't listen, but <laughs> – You can't say they didn't warn you. So, if you're going yep. out there to get a ticket to any event, and like like we mentioned the last spot, I, I think me and Pops mentioned to it. If you're wanting to go watch some stand-up or a – Hamilton, a show of Hamilton, or, or you want Hamilton, to go to a concert, yeah. whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. SeatGeek's got you. It's not just sporting or events. you need to catch a nap and you go to a Nuggets game. Yeah, because yeah. Jokic is just so good and they are up by 30, so you can <laughs> yeah. take your little nap. Yeah, there you there go. You, you just put in the promo, <laughs> go to SeatGeek.com, put in the promo code ACAA, and let us take, let let us here at the JPP and SeatGeek take the confusion out of the ticket buying and also put a little extra cash in your pocket. Life's an event. Can we, full disclaimer Seat though, we're not doing a tickets. lot to take care of the confusion. We're not, we're not helping much with the confusion issue. No, if anything, we might add the to the confusion just, in a lot of things. I, so. I just want to let the listeners at home know that we're not taking too much, a little bit of credit, but not too much credit away from SeatGeek on this. Yeah. A little bit. SeatGeek's taking the confusion out. We're just giving you 20 bucks for some drinks. We're just trying to help you out. Just there we go. <laughs> trying to, trying to, That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I don't know if you haven't. I don't know how you missed it. But speaking of a sports gambler is is making a name for himself that the Jeopardy guy. Have, have you heard about this guy? Well, I know a know little bit about it. Yeah. He's doing pretty well. Yeah, he's into sports gambling pretty good. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I don't know a lot about Jeopardy as it is, but James Holzhauer <laughs> has now won one point, nearly one point seven million dollars is on a 22 game winning streak. 
And I've watched like one episode where he was winning so much, his answer was like, who is happy birthday grandma? So I think he's pretty damn good. I the dude is just dominating. <laughs> and I've done a little I did a little more reading on him. Just one. Do you guys do any like watch Jeopardy at all? Twenty two game win streak sounds kind of nuts. <sighs> But that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. That's stupid. But that's, yeah, that's nuts. No doubt. Yeah. I, I don't watched a little know. bit during Ken Jennings' heyday. Well, yeah, I have him written down. I don't know Kim Jennings, but it, I just wrote I wrote down a note that was like, if you're wondering, that $1.69 million that uh, James has won, the Jeopardy guy, the new Jeopardy guy has won, that's second in total. They call him Jeopardy James, by the Jeopardy way. Jeopardy yeah. James. Okay. I like that's got a better ring to it than that. Jeopardy yeah, James. A little Western title. Yeah. Yeah. That's his mm-hmm. his one point seven million is second in total winnings. Only two, as LJ said, the the Jeopardy legend Ken Jennings, who won just over two and a half million dollars, but he did it in seventy four total wins. I mean, Jeopardy well, I did James see, is on so 22. Ken Jennings came out. He uh he came out uh when this when this when I think right when he crossed the million dollar threshold, Ken Jennings was like. Well, you know, I would have done it faster if I wasn't so conservative. I was trying to be nice to the Jeopardy people, the prize determiners, so they didn't go broke, you know, giving me money. So uh, he called him out a little bit, saying he needs to be a little bit more frugal. Well, and that's what he's going to sit there and win all their money. That's what's kind of interesting. And I was reading about and it's it's kind of his way to Jeopardy. And as me and dad mentioned, he was a, a sports gambler <laughs> for a while. And he said he was making it. He was able to make a living off of it, but he couldn't deal with the the ups and downs of being a sports gambler. Because as you can imagine, gambling, you know, some games are up and some games when you're wrong, it sucks. And he was like, he couldn't even watch sporting mm. events without always being nervous and just the ups and downs yeah. and emotional. It took emotional toll it took on him. Kind of hurt his family life. So he kind of got away from that. And then he's all so he, and he's always been a big statistical guy. And then he got into Jeopardy and he tried out. He tried out. I think up to I saw like ten times on the practice thing for a tryout not act the actual tryouts but just practicing and he knew he had it down but then he wanted to try to figure out I, I think the dude's a little bit OCD or something a little nuts but he wanted to figure out the best way to win Jeopardy because he said the knowledge is one thing but everyone there is smart because they all passed the test to get on to Jeopardy so all these people are smart and he wanted yeah. to figure out how to work the buzzer and I was reading about yeah, how he practiced that. the buzzer and it was like he tied up made like a practice buzzer at home and just practiced over and over again. He practiced, what if I hold my hands this way? And if I hold my hands down and where's the most time? That's awesome. The quickness of how he's pressing the buzzer. So it's kind of like we talked about with, we've talked about it before with the Rockets in the NBA where the guys got real analytical. This dude's like that, where he's almost like a money ball or something where he just tries the most efficient way of pressing a buzzer. And clearly it's working. And he said the buzzer is more important than the knowledge. And then, as a gambler, he said he seeks out the big the big payoffs because he's like, here, yeah. most people are kind of afraid to go reach out for the double jeopardies and bet a lot of money on one thing. But he's like, this is nothing compared to when I was doing the sports gambling. That was, I mean, I felt like I was going to die every time I lost. These are not as big a numbers, and it feels it, it's the smart way. To, and that's why he's winning $1.69 million in 22 games over 74, like Ken Jennings said, because he's betting, he's seeking out the big money. And it, yeah. It's just nuts. Nuts well, the, what he's doing. The deal on the buzzer, right, was that if you hit it too early, you get a penalty, right? right. So yep. he was he yep. was practicing so that he knew it's not at the end of Alex Trebek's question. There's like there's something to it. And he he got that timing down perfectly with with practice so that he could hit the buzzer right every time. It was it was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, because he was I, doing all this. I didn't nice. read the whole story. Yeah, go ahead, El. That reminds me of uh, when I was watching Jeopardy a lot more that uh, there was like, I, I can't remember who said it, but there was like a little bit of a saying where like to be an, the difference between an okay and a good Jeopardy player is knowing things, but the difference between a good and a great Jeopardy player is buzzer timing. And yeah, I mean, he, he's proven that right. So 
Well, I mean, it's just, it's obvious, but I've never thought about it. But yeah, the, <laughs> everyone there's smart and really good at, I mean, they, they yeah. pass some contest to get there. So yeah. he's trying to, what's the one thing I can use to my advantage other than my brain. And then he was like, Oh, the buzzer. And that makes total sense. Let's get the buzzer down. Cause then you get yeah. more chances to answer more questions. And right now he does hold the top 12 spots in the show's highest single game winning. So he's doing uh, pretty well for himself. Jesus, <laughs> Doing pretty well. We yeah. won't get the chance to see him extend this streak for a little while. And it also is interesting to me how, Jeopardy's not a live show, but still we learn about whether he won or not each time you watch yeah. it and how they keep quiet on it. Yeah. I mean, people can't keep quiet on anything. There's all kinds of stuff <laughs> going on. And somehow they keep this together. I thought that was cool. But we won't see him uh, extend his streak until May 20th due to Jeopardy's right now is doing their teacher's tournament week because we w- I want to give a quick shout out to it's National Teachers Appreciation Week and National Nurses hey. Appreciation Week. Shout out to all oh. the teachers and nurses. I know we, us three have. Those are the two jobs here in our Man. in our hearts. With shout out to Christy, yes we do, and, and shout yes, out to we do, and, sure. and Kelly. Kelly yeah, is, yeah. is also yeah. a nurse. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. And I think I'm, yeah. I'm glad I didn't actually know this was a week. And I thought, man, if, if there's any national, there's so many national days and national weeks and all this jazz. This is one teachers and nurses do not get the credit they deserve. Those Man. people work way too hard, don't get paid enough. And oh, yeah. They, they do a lot of the dirty work that we need in this world. Not, so shout out to every yep. teacher nurse out there. So I'm going to put yep. you guys on the spot. So uh, so we talked about nurses, teachers. Can you name a teacher in your past that has really meant something? Just one name, one teacher that has really made a difference Easy. in your life. I mean, I can I can, I can certainly do that. All right, let me hear yours, your though. Uh, first one that came to mind is Chuck Zach. Um, let's see. I mean, I had, uh, Miss Logan, uh, I mean, kindergarten, but you know, that she was something else. Wow. Miss uh, Logan, you're bringing that out yeah. of the, out of the back. I remember yeah. Miss Logan. Hey, she was cool. Well, as soon as you um, said Ms. McCoy was a baller. She taught my times tables. Uh, teachers are important, man. Did you say she was a baller? <laughs> yeah. She was a baller? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about times tables. <laughs> well, That's a baller okay. move. It's interesting you brought up, uh, yeah. Miss Logan. Cause I mean, shoot, Mr. Logan back in the day was awesome. Yeah. And oh, then, Clarence. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. Clarence. And yeah. I was going to say, maybe Miss L- yeah. It's crazy. It's funny you asked that. And instantly, me and LJ had like a bunch of names come to your mind and you start wanting to shout out. Because yep. teachers just awesome. I know one I had, and I feel like everyone has like a high school English teacher that ended up being really cool. And we had my senior year, Miss Campbell, t- teaching English and literature yeah. at Pleasant Grove. Man, shout out to yeah. Miss Campbell. She was cool. I, yeah, I didn't. Fair enough. Fair I enough. used to hate and Miss Minifee. It was actually both English teachers. And I used to hate when a teacher would uh, make us have to read a book for class. It's like your homework's like read a <laughs> chapter, but she got me. I fell in love with, I read the giver in her class and the Hobbit and a bunch of different books. And they mm-hmm. teachers are just freaking awesome. Dad, let me ask you, let's go, let's go back in the time machine. What yeah. teacher you got? Well, <laughs> so the guy, the guy's name, the guy's name, and there's a lot of people that would agree with me is Randy Finley. And I mean, Randy Finley, Mr. Finley was a guy that he, he was not, we, you know how we had to memorize tables and all that stuff. He was a history teacher, but memorization was not his thing. Use your brain, think. And yeah. he would, it, it, all his class was about is why people did the things they did. What yeah. were they thinking? And critical thinking was, which I think is where we're getting to more as a society, because I don't think we're asked to memorize this stuff as much because we got calculators and the internet and all that. And we're, I think we're getting more to critical thinking. And I think Randy Finley, shout out to Mr. Finley. I need to, I need to fa- send him a Facebook message, tell him to listen, because he was <laughs> the best teacher I had bar none. Fantastic teacher and made a well, very big difference fantastic. in my life. 
That's fantastic because that's also like the entertainment around us also indicates too that history matters so much more if you care about what people like if you know what people were doing things for. You know, Hamilton is Mm -hmm. the driest, most boring history in the world until we start talking about why all this stuff happened. And um, Game of Thrones, I mean, after you've watched Game of Thrones, go read about the War of the Roses. And that's all going to be so much more interesting to you than it would have been before you've seen it Mm -hmm. because it's all based on the War of the Roses. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, that's a really interesting thing to bring up is that history is really interesting when you care about why things happen. Well, and that uh, now that made me think about when you said history, there's a couple of college teachers I didn't mention, but I wanted to shout out. There was Dr. Waggy, who history wise really opened the open eyes to some cool history stuff. And he was just a cool teacher, the way he explained things and made everything work. He made made fun, made it fun. And then there was Dr. Morton, who taught some film classes. And interesting thing with Dr. Morton was one of those. I actually I don't know if he'll ever hear this, but I hated him that first year because I was doing bad <laughs> in the class. But that was because. He actually, my freshman year, like held us to a high standard and was like, he, he knew what you could do and wouldn't let you get by. Cause some teachers will let you get by. You can get by with just get the homework done, get something submitted, yeah. you know, and you can get a B. And he was just like, you're going to earn this B. I'm just not going to give you a B for showing up every day. And by the end, right. by the time I left uh, Texas A&M, Texarkana, he really helped me as a student, and as a person. And he was a, a really good teacher. And just shout out all the teachers and all the nurses. Yep. Y'all do some, all the teachers and all the nurses. Y'all do some man, work yeah. that you Amazing. may not get credit for all the time, but they, they put an impact on people's lives all the time on a daily basis. And yep. I'm glad they get a week to get some appreciation. Cool. We yep. here at JPP love you guys. Thank you for yep. all you do. We love all yep. the yep. teachers yep. and all the nurses out there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, okay. before we get out of here, we got a couple of things we need to touch on. And one of them is we haven't, we I, I don't know if we've had LJ on since, Maybe after one of the, I don't, it's been a while since we have an LJ on to talk some Game of Thrones in. Let's just say some shit's going down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We got two, we got two episodes left. There's a lot of things that got to happen. Uh, I don't know. Do, do y'all want to, where do y'all want to start? Do y'all want to start with I, the beginning of where, what, I mean, I don't know where you want to start. I'll just toss it over to you, Pops. Just, just tell me where you want to start. Well, I mean, I guess I, I'm going to start here because this is what I'm thinking of, but are we worried about, uh, Danny state of mind a little bit. I was a little concerned with her telling uh, Jon Snow to keep the secret. And and then Jon Snow's such a dumbass, maybe he prefers <laughs> Dumas, but he he goes and tells Sansa and Arya, Arya and swears them to tell the not to tell anybody. Well, that's some bullshit. You know they're gonna tell somebody. <laughs> and then I think it's pretty obvious it happened off screen, but she told Tyrion. Yep. So no, it I mean, on screen. and it sounded right. oh, no, like it didn't. she said, you're it, right. well, no, she said, hold on. What if there's somebody better? Yeah, I don't think and, we actually have this conversation, then, but yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. We didn't hear the conversation. And then later, am I wrong? And there's a lot to get into, but am I wrong that Varys kind of was suggesting they need to kill kinda, Danny? Kind of. Yep. I think, I think that's yep. exactly what he was saying. We need to, yeah, we need to get somebody to knock Danny off because John needs to be the ruler. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, my damn. My man, I don't, my man Varys pulled a uh, Kevin Durant in 2016. And he was like, "Man, that team's pretty good over there. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to leave this this, this squad." And he's, not, I mean, he's known to do that. He, he'll he'll jump ship quicker than you can turn around. Yep, he's been saying for two seasons. Russ so, is my I don't know man. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on there. And then I, I really like I like Braun showing up and like talking about he's supposed to take out Tyrion and Jamie and. 
talking about, well, you said if, if I got an offer, you'd double it. I don't know. I think Braun's cool. Right. I need I need more Braun. I don't think we I get really need I more I feel like Braun. we're not going to get much yeah. more of him, but. I I know. I'm worried about it that. It is funny you mentioned that with, with uh, Sansa and, and like, so Ned Stark, her her pops. Held what the 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 bet the deepest most impactful secret for forty years I don't know and forever and Sansa for his whole life I don't know how long did well, Sansa like hold it for years. like twenty seconds not long twenty seconds I mean not long as soon first thing she got she was like all right I won't tell anybody and then instantly ran back and was like hey hey let me go tell the hand of of the the nearest Targaryen that she's not the rightful queen I mean I was like man come on Sansa but well that's I mean I will say but that's just the difference between the two people I mean. Look at look. Ned Stark is an honorable idiot, and Sansa is well. She's not an idiot. Yeah, maybe and, she's learning uh, from Ned Stark. You know, so. keeping these secrets aren't didn't help him. It got him killed. If anything. Well, but so. it well, seems like John is really Ned's son, right? John cannot be dishonest, and his integrity might get him into trouble. That's well, you know, and part and of it I think is like Ned's nurture versus nature, right? Where uh, he lived a life. Fought, like just idolizing this man that like he thought he'd never be as important as the people that were just born lucky enough to have his last name. And uh, and so he's tried so hard. He's tried so much harder than the other kids to be Ned Stark, whereas the other ones had their own identity. And so, yeah, I think he's definitely playing that yeah. role as the honorable idiot in a way. But um, yeah. Yeah. Where was I mean, where was something from the episode, LJ, that kind of was was there another key? I mean, there's a lot of things we want, we kind of want to get into, but was there another key moment? That that's a big one because I do think they are doing a beautiful job of painting the picture where I could see it going either way, where Danny kind of comes to her senses, or I could easily see her going Mad Queen and just starting to burn shit to the ground. I mean, they've made it to where neither one would shock me much at all, and I think that's kind of what they're going. Well, for. can I just say? At this point, I'm legitimately rooting against her because I think she's dumb um, because she was not looking out for Euron. Like, what the hell was she thinking? She's up in an Apache helicopter and she let a bow and arrow hit her. Like, yeah, um, come on. It, in open ocean. Come, like, what? like he was hiding behind a damn rock the whole time. No, I'm I'm furious at that scene. Like, I'm They're, so pissed yeah. off. Yeah, I'm me too, LJ. <laughs> Me too. I mean, your dragons are flying. I mean, you can survey the whole scenery, and they didn't see that. Yeah. Come on. Well, that's and it's bullshit. not like I it's agree. not like this is the first time that Euron snuck up on them while they were doing something at sea. I mean, every battle they've lost has been because Euron showed up, and she just doesn't think about him. She's just having a good time, smiling at her other dragon. Is I don't know. It's the it 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 was such a stupid. I I'm kind of mad at the writers for it because it's I think it's a dumb decision that I think like. Uh, Daenerys as of three seasons ago would have never made, you know, she, someone well, messes with her once and she never forgets it. And now it's just like, Oh, Oh shit. You're on again. Oh my God. I, oh, what a goofball. Well, I didn't even think about silly him. me. Yeah. And I think that's kind of been the thing over. I now I wanted to get your guys take and a lot of being, a lot is being made. I think game of Thrones was so good for so long that they've made it to where it's hard for them to keep like hard for them to keep this thing going and not be elite, like not get critiqued somewhere. But the writing has got a lot of a lot of critiques here in this season, and it sounds like this is yeah. just another one of things where they're speeding up the process to get this season in in six episodes or whatever, and so they needed a dragon to go down, so it's a it's a more fair of a fight, and yeah, like that just makes no sense. Like you said, there's no reason why you should be up high and not like 
you know, checking around mountains. You shouldn't be flying real low right around a mountain where there's a guy that's been known that's, to, to be sneaking around corners. It's just dumb. You know what I think they're doing? I think the showrunners are kind of, they're reverse engineering. They're like, we need to get to this point. So how yep, do we make exactly the pre-story? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what's bothering me. They're make, they're making the story get to where they need to, instead of letting the story bring itself to fruition. Well, nobody's doing the smart thing. Like the first six or so seasons were plagued with people doing the smart thing that worked out poorly because that's the way things worked or whatever. Like people right. were always acting in their own self best interest a lot. Like I saw, uh, I listened to something and they were comparing it to breaking bad where it was like every decision Walter White made made sense and was from his perspective, the right decision that always just ended up digging him in deeper and deeper. And that's the first six seasons of game of Thrones. Whereas these last two seasons have kind of exactly like you're saying, they had to, they have an ending in mind and they're just trying to whatever way possible, make it happen. And I think there's a reason that George R. R. Martin has taken 10 years to write these books and that these guys, as soon as they get ahead of the books, they start, things just start happening to the characters instead of because of the characters well, a lot. So and it yeah, bums me out. when a dragon goes down, that should be like a monumental moment in the series. Like that's a big deal. And like, kind of like maybe yeah. a moment where the red wedding was. And the reason the red wedding was so great is because they, that thing was built up. Like that took a lot, like a full season to get making. Like Tywin Lannister was writing letters back and forth. Yeah, and there was stuff going. On. And then yeah. I think early in this, uh, early in the series, they would take the time to really let these play out. And that's why when it happened, when the red wedding happened, you're just like sitting there, like we've talked about before, jaw on the floor, just like what. And now they're speeding things yeah. up so quick. Right. They need some dragons go out. So what are we gonna do? All right, let's make this terrible plan to go get a white. All right, we need another dragon to go through. Let's just and fly right above the water and. Get and then shot. how does Euron? pop up and get uh Missande too, like out of that entire ship of people that were swimming in the ocean, he picked up one person and it was the advisor to the queen. Like it, it doesn't make sense a lot. Like, and he also had to go through like six ships to go get those people unless she was on a rescue boat that just swam towards him for some reason. Like, I don't know. I don't well, understand how a lot and of these I want things- to add something there. <clears throat> so, so uh, something that really, so I'm not a Siri fan, but so Tyrion talks to what Kyber, Cersei? right? Cersei, and he didn't, yeah. T- Cersei, yeah, yeah. No, Cersei. Siri. He's thinking about iPhone. Oh, yeah, I don't know what I think you're talking Siri, like on the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> Cersei. So, but he's talking to Kyburn, and he doesn't get the answer he wants. So he walks up within. <laughs> Did you hear within, Siri on my watch just talked? <laughs> are you kidding are you kidding me i, I don't know if That's i'm just gonna crazy. take that out or what but siri just said sorry no, what was that, that bad boy yeah. in. <laughs> okay i'm sorry dad you were saying cersei and Kyburn. okay seriously so so Tyrion and Kyburn are talking right and and yeah. Ty- Tyrion Tyrion doesn't get the answer he wants so he walks up completely within uh archery range oh, yeah to talk yeah, if you to can cersei. take a dragon out there i think you can take that a, a short man. Well, I was right about to say those and those missiles went all the way the to Essos when they shot at the dragon. Jesus Christ! The, I'm just here's what's unbelievable to me. Cersei, so Danny and and uh, Grey Worm and a few of the Unsully and Tyrion are there and a dragon and Tyrion and a dragon and they walk up. She take. It, there's no way she doesn't take out Tyrion right now. Take Tyrion yeah. out right now, and she shoots those big uh, whatever those huge. Uh, weapons are I can't remember what they call them the scorpions Scorpions, shoot them into the unsullied what's there take take Danny out take Tyrion out Danny hit Tyrion wars over 
Why would she not do that? You're the exactly war's over. Right. Yeah. There's no way she lets Tyrion walk back from that. There is just well, no that, way. I was, so that's, I was kind of with you on that. I mean, and, and that's the thing. If anybody, we can probably say Cersei may be playing the Game of Thrones the best. And that's because she she's the best player. She doesn't have a heart and she'll do whatever it takes. She'll blow up the church. She'll do anything. And then all of a sudden now with three episodes left, yep. she's going to have some honor and go, oh, this is where we talk and we have a truce and I won't do anything to you. Yeah. When your dragon is right there yep. on the ground. And I got like eight scorpion yeah. missiles I can shoot over in that direction. But no, I, yeah. I'm going to be cordial here before I take off her. No, head. that's bullshit. She takes them all out right then, or at least, right there. Or at least shows over. Or at least tries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was asinine. I will say so. That another little asinine. fun thing about that though is so Tyrion dropped that like your baby thing, and I think I, if you guys are like me at all, we were waiting for Euron to have a reaction to that moment. I think Euron's like, a dummy. How does he know? Well, so here's what I found, though, is I found somebody did the math of how fast those scorpions shoot. And it turns out the one that he was shooting surely would have broken the or it was it it shoots at eight times the speed of the sound barrier. So that dude was instantly deafened by a sonic boom if those things work under normal human physics. So he he just didn't mm. even hear any of it is what happened. <laughs> well, that's because he should have. As soon as Tyrion said that, he should be like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm the only one you've told about this baby. How does he know you have a baby? It, I, no one should know my kids there. Well, I think the other thing is he doesn't care if he yeah. if he gets to claim that this baby is his. That works as well for him anyway. It doesn't even. Matter. I thought that could be the so. way when when I first hear and I was thinking, oh, this is how Euron and the Golden Fleet turn on Cersei. He realizes that he's getting played by Cersei, maybe or whatever it is, or the Golden Compass, whatever they're called. But I well, hey, I got I got one other thing I got to bring up. So Gendry, bless his heart. He gets that must one have been a hell of a nookie. night. That must have been a hell of a night. <laughs> that must have been. Oh, my God. Would you practice a little resistance? I mean, good Lord. He he bends the knee, ask her to marry him. What? Kendry, be cool, dude. I mean, Jesus. Oh, that was. Yeah, we thought. Oh, you thought the dragon I mean, got shot down hard. Gendry took, got shot down the hardest <laughs> last Gendry got episode. shot down. Yeah, I don't know, though. Did. did you see Gendry? I cried along with. Or not Gendry. Did you see Tormund? I cried along with Tormund. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, I do want to. So you're getting. Tormund got cock blocked big time. He did. You're getting into it, and now I kind of want. I wanted to make sure we talked about this, and that was the meal party thing after the the episode. Yeah. And that I love that all the all the different drinking and and it was funny. Yeah. To me, I wrote down a few notes. That right there, that little that little party drunk fest was exactly like the co- like a college party I've had before. I mean, it was the same thing. <laughs> you got you got Danny and John who no one for sure knows why, but it's like, they're the couple. They're the couple that's been together for that. Everyone knows mm-hmm. together, but for whatever reason, there's something going on. I don't know why they're mad, but they're clearly not happy. One of them's not. <laughs> and then you got Tormund. He's, he's your buddy. He always, he can't help it. He always drinks too much. Ends up getting a little sloppy. He's a rugby player. He's a college rugby player. That's what he is. You know, he's going to go try to get that girl that everyone knows he likes, but he's going to be too drunk and he's going to say something stupid like, who shit in my pants or whatever he said. <laughs> who shit in my pants. Which That was a great line. Great line. Great line. But you just know when the party starts, as soon as you see, turn on. You see Tormund show up, you're like, oh, my no. man's already getting there. He's already getting there. <laughs> Yeah, when you say who shit in my pants, you're not getting any that night. That's not and happening. Spilling beer everywhere. He was spilling beer all over, or wine everywhere. And then you got Brienne and Jamie. They're just they're the couple. Everyone knows you guys have been googling on all night. Y'all are getting together. Just quit all mm-hmm. this BS and get together. And then there's Tyrion. Tyrion's the social drinker. He's the guy 
he's keeping the drinking games going. He's making sure everyone keeps drinking. The party keeps going. He, he's keep playing waterfall. Yeah, he's he's he's, yep. he's the one that's like, oh, waterfall. Everybody, get pour pour your drinks, shots. <laughs> everyone needs a shot. Everyone finish your beer. <laughs> and then there's Sansa. Sansa's the, the the pretty girl who's clearly everyone would be happy to get her, but she's just something's going on. She ain't trying to take nobody home. I guess I don't know. She wasn't. Uh, she's the DD for a group of girls that she's got to make sure get like, back to the damn, She's the DD. She's <laughs> the DD. She's the DD. You're right. <laughs> and then lastly, Good you call. got you got Bron or not Bron Bran. Who's he's the stoner friend? Uh, no one knows where he's at, but he's outside smoking and like making these. No, I, I have to go now. I, what what would you do? Asking weird questions I'm in a weird tone. Yeah, he's he's the stoner friend. He's yeah. out there sitting in. Like, he's sitting there saying, "I'm no longer Andrew." <laughs> yeah, he's sitting out there. Oh, what if what if I'm no longer Ron anymore? And he's hire, hiring a kite just out. Of, and everyone's like, "What is this dude talking about?" So he's left out there alone. Uh, well, because do you remember at one point, uh, Brand's talking about the best wheelchair of the last century yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh my God, the Night King's coming and you're locked up looking at the best wheelchairs of the last Well, I was 10, actually, I years? know the world may whatever. end, but I was scrolling through Amazon and this thing's got a lot of really good reviews. This is a good <laughs> wheelchair. Yeah. That's funny. We all had God. basically the same joke. I was sitting there thinking he was looking at Sears catalog while he was at the Godswood. <laughs> oh, this one has five stars. Oh. <laughs> uh. And then I also I wanted to bring up the, the beginning of the episode, too, where, where they had – I don't know how many days passed between when the war ended and when all the bodies were stacked up oh really God. neatly. They yeah. don't do a great job of – That was a lot of work. That, yeah, that, that took a lot yeah, of they work. Made it, it kind of seemed like that was like the next day because they still had all their battle wounds and stuff. But that, that took some work to get all those bodies put back together. And then can we just mention – how nasty that had to smell. I don't know if you've ever accidentally saw like one time. Oh my God. One time I had, I burned my hair. Like if you burn a hair, hair yeah. smells disgusting. Yeah. And there was a lot yeah. of Dothraki and wildlings and a lot of hair all over those people. I don't think they shave yeah, a lot. Yeah, they don't shave yeah. a lot. <laughs> and they're also just not clean human beings. I don't think they shower very often. And they're just lighting them on fire. And then they have the audacity, John, which it was a good speech. Don't get me wrong. But they have the audacity while the wind's blowing that god off I can only imagine it's a god awful smell. And he's over here giving his speech. If I'm someone else, I'm like, hey, can we uh can we take the speech inside, John? But can we can we wrap this up inside, please? It's cold. It's still kind of winter and it smells like ass out here. Mm. Is there any there is there any other like more more serious things uh that you you maybe wanted to get into about like what maybe happens next or where they're building up to? Well, well, I'm disappointed they only have two problems, two episodes left. But yeah, go ahead. There's only two episodes left for the big battle. I mean, the one that we want to see. I, I think it probably happens know. this next episode, and then they wrap it up with whatever happens after the big battle. But LJ, what were you going to say? What's kind of been the implication? What you got, LJ? Yeah, what you well, got? Well, first off, you, you guys hadn't even brought up. I've heard it and seen it everywhere on the internet Uh-oh. over the past couple of days. But you guys didn't bring up the Starbucks cup the at, Starbucks the, at the Winterfell cup. party. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, can I go ahead, Dad? Have you seen this? Do you know what we're talking about? I've seen it on like a. Is that for real? That's was for that real. in yeah. the show? I didn't catch it yep. in the show. It was right there in front of Danny. Yeah, yeah. It is legit wow. in there. And so, I, how the someone that you want to hear what what instantly I went to was conspiracy. That? Kevin he creeped up, and oh, that God. was not an accident. Oh, There's no way that got through all the different editing bullshit and all that stuff. No this way that's an accident. They, they, no they way. Make sure there's someone, and LJ, you would know this better than anyone probably, but there's someone's job is to make sure there's continuity in every scene. It'd be one yep. thing. It'd yep. be one thing if they had all of a sudden Tormund, maybe instead of having his badass little 
horn cup that you can't sit down. So no wonder he's always drunk. And he had like the wrong cup in his hand. I would get that. That that happens. Yeah. Or maybe Danny has a different wig on or something a little different. But to have a Starbucks cup sitting on the table in front of there's no way that bad boy gets in there. Now, okay. So Kevin, I will say that because one of the reasons that it's hard for me to laugh too much at this is because I know somebody just lost their job. Yeah, I can only imagine how hot someone was when they were like, Um, you got to be effing kidding me. Who left that? The the first because this probably this person probably realized it while they were watching the whoever's job it was. They're like, oh, shit, the Starbucks cup, shit, the Starbucks cup. And then they were just hoping. But the first time it popped up on Twitter, they knew that they were waiting for a phone call as soon as, you know, a producer saw it. But that does happen. I mean, you're, because it's yes, you're suggesting that was an accident. There's absolutely. no way that absolutely no. was an accident. Starbucks paid huge money. Even they if it was that continuity no guy, they, they paid her a huge sum to just leave that cup because this no. is huge for Starbucks. No way yeah. that gets through. LJ, yes, that had to have been playing. Oh my God. Guys, you have to go. Okay. First off, first off, let's talk about Kevin. You've edited this, this podcast for the last two episodes. Do you think it's possible that you could miss something while you're editing this podcast? Yeah, 100%. Yes. Easy. Yeah. So it could get through the editor. If there was one Starbucks cup in an hour and a half of footage. But here's the thing. Um, while they're watching everything else going on. And they probably had more than, they probably had like 20 hours worth of footage that they were sorting through. Um, second off, it this kind of continuity errors, they happen. I mean, go check IMDb for, you know, the goofs in every movie. And there are tons of them. Like all, every good movie has still got problems with continuity all throughout some makeup artists came to touch up her makeup, brought their coffee along. And then when everybody got kicked off the set, they started filming and just didn't notice it until it was too late. Well, it, I mean, I guarantee I understand how it could possibly be an accident on that mm-hmm. one person, but not only do they watch like the edit, then they watch, they, they watch it again and then they make another little edit and watch it again. And then the director's pro, I just think there's so many people. How does that get by everybody? Yeah. Did, I don't think. Well, I'm sorry, LJ. I know you know more about this than me, but I cannot. Be, there, there's that's conspiracy. They that's on purpose. Did you notice there's, it when you watched it? No, no, I did not. No. I mean, do you think that it's it's impossible that uh, maybe even a hundred people watched it and didn't notice it? May, maybe. I mean, because if Twitter would have never said it, I would have never noticed it. Probably. You do have a point there. I would have never seen it. I in could my have life. watched that episode probably and three so, more times and probably not caught it. I'm, you're right. And I know. When you're editing something like that, especially editors, directors, they're looking back at this. They're not looking for the continuity errors because they paid somebody to do it and that person messed up. But they're looking at so many other things. They're looking at the lighting. They're looking at whether or not Daenerys twitched her nose the right way. And your focus gets so divided into the things you want. I mean, Hannah just directed Little Mermaid, right? And if I asked her, how did this sound moment go? She didn't notice because she was watching to make sure that they were wearing the right shoes. You know, it's just it's. You've got all of your attention focused on different things, and these things just slip by sometimes. Now, I'm not saying that Starbucks hey, if, isn't happy about that, this, but I was going to say if that if somebody got fired for that LJ, then Starbucks made it worth their while. I bet they you should. money. Well, it was already free. They don't have to pay anybody. They already got their money's worth. <laughs> they don't need to pay whoever got fired. Starbucks. Or this guy is like the owner of the franchise at Chicago Starbucks right now. <laughs> that guy. That I did see it. that there was a there was a <laughs> statement from a, a Starbucks spokesperson who said that the company is not commenting on if it has any relationship, financial or otherwise, with Game of Thrones or HBO. I think I'm gone with pops. Mm. Someone had some financial mm. reason to to leave that cup there. Nah. 
Yeah, I'm in, I'm with conspiracy Kevin on this one, LJ. Yeah, that I'm doesn't with feel him. good, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> conspiracy Kevin. So you're 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 siding with the guy that thinks Stevie Wonder can see and he's just faking it. I'm just throwing that out there. I want you to know which side you're picking here. I'm not saying I'm with him on everything. I'm with him on I this one. I just want I'm you to a, know the logic that you're following. Okay. All just right. Want you right. To know that. Okay. Yeah. Can I, okay. Can I share it? Uh, oh, oh, a big thing I need to ask you about this episode, and we're wrapping up. I swear we're we're gonna wrap up soon but so my, my man jamie after he does the little you know knocks on brand's door like uh what you doing you know he pulls that late night wants to go holler <laughs> at her and it worked out but then he he as after one night he realizes i still love my sister or something and leaves or breaks her heart what is he what i feel like we right. got ambig there's some ambiguity of of whether i don't know if i'm even saying that word right but i i think there's ambiguity. I think there's <laughs> some new word amb- i like it I, i'm not gonna try it again Ambiguity. 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 Okay. I think there's some ambiguity yeah. on what is he going back because he feels like he needs to protect Cersei or is he going back to kill Cersei? Do you guys have a thought? Oh, what are we thinking? El, I sound, it sounded like you had something. Uh, go ahead, El. Yeah, he's he's definitely going back to kill her. I think that was pretty clear to me. I think he found um, that when he heard about how awful she was, then he realized that this awful doesn't need to be in the world. I am this awful also. Like he he wasn't sitting there thinking like, Oh, we can be the worst together. We can be the worst twins. I think he was definitely thinking she's got to die and I've got to be the one that does it. So that's Pops, my thought. You agree? God, I hope so. Because I've, I've, you know, Jamie, I think had the biggest like turnaround in the series because he was, he was just a hateful, spiteful ass. And then he became a good guy. He's got it. I hope you're right, LJ. I don't know, though. I don't know. I, I didn't get that at all. I really didn't think he would be with Bri- the, the Brienne. I thought I thought they loved each other kind of on a brother-sister kind of level. I never well, saw so you Jamie, know how Jamie likes with his her. sisters. Uh, well, <laughs> fair point. I will say, fair point. I'm with you, Dad. In fact, the fact that they hooked up, it almost took away from that knighting ceremony the two episodes before that really me hit too. me so I hard. agree. It turned yes. that into like, oh, this was – this was because you got a crush on her. Okay. This right. was because you wanted right. to get laid. I mean, you knighted yeah. her because you wanted to get laid. Really? Right. I mean, when before I it was know. just this like really and now beautiful Tormund's moment. going back yeah, so up. I'm totally with going you. back north and he's listening to Marvin's room by Drake and he's crying because he got his girl stolen. Yep. But you know what? I you know wanted Tormund to knock that out and have a baby. <laughs> I wanted that so bad I couldn't stand it. But but Tormund, Tormund got let down and you know who else? He's taking back a buddy ghost who got let down. He didn't even get his head pet once. God, come on, John. What? Come uh, on. John, you piece of God. So I don't want uh, Daenerys to win because she's an idiot and I don't want John to win because he treats he treats ghosts like that. Like you can't trust him. You can't trust a man that treats a dog like that. I'm just saying you got to go love up on ghost. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's your dog, man. Yep. Come on. Yep. Winston Churchill said, if love my dog, love me. You, you know, I mean, hell, you get you ride <laughs> yep. a dragon one time and then you're going to just go. No, you take ghosts and don't even go yep. give him a little boop on the nose. You're not even going to say bye to my man. That's and I did. Yep. Yeah. I don't even care what happens on the Iron Throne. I just want to watch Tormund and Ghost run around in a field of snowy I, flowers. That's all I want to I do. I did read. So apparently, the director David Nutter says that the CGI prevented Jon Snow from giving Ghost a proper goodbye, since quote the direwolves are kind of CG creations. We felt it best to keep it as simple as possible. It played out much more powerfully that way. First off, bullshit. Second off, last Wrong. episode you had a zombie giant pick up Lyanna Mormont and crush her. Before getting killed. Your CG budget's fine. Yeah. We're not worried about your CG budget. 
Well, they spent yeah. all their CG budget on that, but I will say that they might have a little left in the tank if they didn't kill a damn dragon in the ocean with an unexpected boat popping up in the middle of it. I mean, if they were a little bit more yeah. logical and maybe just killed the dragon standing outside of the Red Keep like it made sense to do, then they would have a little bit more CG budget and he could go pet the damn dog and we could all be a little bit happier. Yeah, about I had, I had to go knock on saying. my neighbor's door to go pet on their dog just because I felt bad for Ghost. I just had, I needed to pet on something. Pocket got some loving. <laughs> yeah. But you my know what I think we're loving. getting to is... Is so George Martin, I mean, there's a reason he's taken this long to write these yeah. books because yeah. they were masterpieces. They yeah. were masterpieces. And you can't just yeah. make this stuff up this quickly. And, uh, you know, I, I agree that they didn't do this right. The, the well, showrunners are is, not doing this is the way I'd love it. Yep. You're dead on because I think like George R. R. Martin, what he did, what his entire job was, was to have uh, a thousand smart people in his brain and then figure out how the dominoes fell and then put the dominoes back up, have a thousand smart people in his brain and then watch how the dominoes fall. And it's just like you said earlier, they, the, and then uh, Dan and DB are sitting there looking at where, where he said a domino was going to fall and trying to figure out how to get there from there. And it's just not as good as when yeah. they had the material. I wanted written. to, to so, agree. I mentioned the Cersei Jamie and what is Jamie doing? I I kind of do. I've I've come around. At first, I thought he was going because he loves Jamie, but I think I'm I'm with LJ where maybe he realized Cersei is this evil and I'm this evil, and maybe he's maybe he is this evil. He can't be happy and a good person without getting that evil part out of his life, and he knows maybe he's the only one that can get close enough to her to kill her, and so maybe that's what he's going for. And I kind of hope this is a theory, and I just hope this is true. I, I don't know so. if this is right, but how poetic would it be? If we and, and I think LJ's right, we don't see Braun for a while. And I don't know if we'll get much more, but they love to kind of surprise us the same way they did like the Arya killing the Night King, where she was off the screen forever and then she popped back up. What if Jamie somehow is doing some behind the scenes work with Braun and Cersei dies from Joffrey's little crossbow from Braun? That I, I think that would be poetic and maybe be a way to wrap it mm -hmm. up. And I think that would be cool. And yeah. do, I wanted so do you guys think? If y'all had to bet this episode, does Cersei die, live or die this episode on Sunday? In this next yeah. episode? Boy, that's a tough one. Um, I would guess, I'm going to guess they, that she dies. I'm going to guess she dies because surely they're going to try to have good over Trump evil. And Cersei is obviously evil. So that I'm, that's the way I'm going. I don't I don't feel strong about it. I wouldn't put a lot of money on it, but that's where I'll go if you LJ? put it into my head. Well, I'm going to pick the opposite, and I'm going to uh, echo the words of Ramsey Bolton. If you think this story has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Um, I think they will definitely let Cersei live through this next episode. I don't know if she ends up winning the throne or whatever, but I don't think it this gets tied up neatly. You want me to above. share an interesting nugget with you? Sure. So um, yeah, if I love Cersei nuggets. were to die on Sunday... It would be on Mother's Day, a, a poetic way for HBO Ooh, to take her out. Interesting. Interestingly enough, or Misa uh, Mallory mm. Mallory Rubin, she's a writer and podcaster for The Ringer, and she kind of threw it out. She didn't know if this was true or not, but she kind of was like, "I think maybe." And so I looked back. Did you guys know that Tywin Lannister passed away on the final episode of season four, The Children? That was also June fifteenth, two thousand fourteen. Father's Day is when he passed away. Wow. I don't wow. know if that's just a kawinky wow. dink or if Game wow. of Thrones is really up to date with their dates and everything, but that would be something if Cersei goes on Mother's Day and Tywin goes on Father's Day. That would be wild. You wow. Know, okay, but but I'm just saying uh, the, uh, the person who's been called mother by thousands and thousands of people and her moniker is the mother of dragons. I mean, I think that might mean Daenerys, if that holds true. Daenerys, who's known as Misa, which is the Valyrian yeah. word for mother, might be the True. one that goes. True. 
Um, Cersei's a mother to nobody right now. So wow, I might put some money on my bookie that either Danny or Cersei goes <laughs> well, on Mother's that Day. Is that a would hell be of a segue, pops, because I did want to mention. I did want to mention that there's some new odds, some new odds out in Vegas on who will become the the Night King. And I looked at the updated odds as of this week. Right now, the Starks are doing well with Braun at plus two hundred leading. Then John or Aegon, whatever you call him, Sansa, Gendry, Daenerys, Tyrion, and then there's a John Daenerys group together that maybe could do it. But what I wanted to mention about is what you said, Dad. If you're wanting to bet on some Game of Thrones odds, maybe you want to go bet on who's going to die, Cersei or Jamie, all this nonsense. Head on over to our friends from my bookie. You know you've heard us talk about it for weeks, hell, maybe a year. They've been with us for a while now. And they they'll let you if you want to gamble on the playoffs or Game of Thrones, whatever it is, you just jump in and do some betting. And right now, if you put in the promo code JPP, that's for you boys over here at the Just Press Play Pod. If you put in the promo code JPP mm-hmm. when creating your account, you can claim a 50% bonus. So if you're laying down $100 to get the deposit, now you got $50 extra to play. So you can, like, if, you, if you're like me and Pops and kind of think, oh, this might be Cersei's, might be her last day on TV, then maybe head on over to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code JPP. You play, you win, you get paid. There we go. Well, so if I'm sitting here feeling like Jeopardy James, how much money can I put in? To get as much out of it. Well, as I think I, you might need I to worry about can. what's in your in your what, how much money's to your name because I mean I can you can put a lot down. I, I, oh, 12. <laughs> 12. I think you can. You can put it I all in. Put, put, put it all in. You, in, in put down. I just, uh, you might you might check with your uh, your financial advisor before before you, you do that. <laughs> right, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> LJ LJ's all in on twelve bucks. <laughs> All right, I think that about wraps us up this week. Did you guys have anything else y'all wanted to to throw out or, or get in before we? By the way, Dad, I did want to mention. Uh, thank God that Magic Johnson stepped down from the Lakers because he wanted to tweet more. Because we're just the, the the tweets we get from Magic Johnson are just great. Apparently, he just realized that Giannis Antetokounmpo is really good at basketball. I guess he doesn't watch. Yeah, so I mean, his that. tweets are awful. He tweets every day, and it's like, oh man. Oh, LJ's taking some more notes. Yeah, if you ever need to catch up on a game, just go check out uh, Urban Magic Johnson's Twitter feed because he quit the Lakers' job to go get back to Twitter, and his tweets are awful. I mean, they're, they 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 tell you nothing. I don't know if he watched a single basketball game while he was working for the Lakers. I don't know what he was doing, but it it, it is something else. So <laughs> that's hilarious, bro. That's really funny. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll wrap up another episode of the JPP pod. By the way, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. We're Just Press Play Pod on Facebook. And then you can reach out to us on our website at JustPressPlayPod.com. Leave us a comment. Let us know what, what, what if we said something wrong, if we said something good. And then make sure if you're not already, you might as well be subscribed to the JPP pod. Hit us up on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get it. Hit the subscribe. Hey, Cersei, subscribe to Just Press Play. <laughs> yeah. You got to get in there, subscribe to us, let us know how you're feeling, rate, it, rate and review us if you wouldn't mind. It really does help. We appreciate it. And uh, I think that'll do it for me. Y'all want to give him a peace out? Peace. Peace out. Peace out.